This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? It's a quiet morning here again, and that's the theme here as of late for this market. Really a sluggish trade. We've got really light trading volumes by all accounts, and really a, a set of market participants that are waiting for something new, and that could be fresh harvest results. We know the farmers aren't active sellers in this market. They're busy preparing for harvest. Some are certainly well underway here, but that'll get going in an even bigger way here over these next two weeks. We did review the harvest progress numbers on yesterday's update from the USDA showing the corn harvest at 15% complete through last Sunday, soybeans at 12% out. Both of those numbers were a little bit ahead of the five-year average, and that fits with this expectation that we could be uh, quick going here this year because of the rush to maturity. Because we're looking at an outlook, too, that's mostly favorable for harvest progress. It's an extension, of course, of the dry weather that we've had here leading into the fall period. Uh, You have a few showers in the mix here for these next couple of days into tomorrow morning, maybe, but beyond that, it opens up again, and we are leaning much warmer than average. So that can be a good thing for allowing the combines to roll. It also could be a bit of a concern if we're drying down too quickly, so we'll keep an eye on that. As always, watching weather, not just here, but around the world, we're talking about that strong El Nino and one that's actually strengthening here and could be sticking around for a while. It's causing some issues early on for uh, northern Brazil. They've been leaning dry while the southern parts of the country have been overly wet. And I bring that up because as we are harvesting our crops, of course, they're getting ready to plant theirs down in the southern hemisphere. So a lot of focus on weather and, again, an otherwise slow market that's waiting for harvest to progress and then also waiting for this Friday's really important quarterly grain stocks report. Joe, you're dead on about everybody keeping their eyes on the weather right now, and it extends in more than one way, not just as it relates to harvest, because, of course, right now we know that the Mississippi River levels are very low. Any little bit of rain can help in that regard. We have gotten some rain here in Iowa in recent days, but has any of the rain recently done enough to help us out with the Mississippi River and where those river levels are right now? Yeah, it's at least stabilized the river for now. We had those rains leading up into last weekend and then spotty across parts of the Midwest to help replenish the river. We look at gauges like the river level at St. Louis is, is pretty key for telling the picture and it's still at an alarming level at a couple of feet below the zero gauge. That compares to a 1940 low of, I think, just under five feet um, below zero here. So still an issue, but we look at the projections, and it's flatlined. Again, it's kind of stabilized for at least these next couple of weeks, so we'll cross our fingers that we have some showers pop up here and there to help out. I was reading about all the issues, even down in New Orleans, a water crisis because of seawater coming back up into uh, the drought-stricken lower Mississippi, and that causing those issues for drinking water. So that's one problem. Of course, we link it back to the grain export issue and the fact that we've recently seen, like for barge freight rates out of St. Louis, Uh, those numbers jump up to double what they have been in the three-year average. And so it is a concern that it makes us less competitive. I spoke about Brazil and and those folks getting ready to plant a first soybean crop. 
Well, they're also, you know, at the moment busy shipping out that last year's corn crop. And uh, we had recently brought prices down to compete uh, more strongly with them, but uh, we have added transportation costs all of a sudden that, again, leave us a bit worried about trade potential going forward. Joe, on the other side of the ag marketplace, what's happening with the livestock complex? Well, we came in this week with some reaction in the cattle market to the Friday cattle on feed report. It had a mostly as expected numbers the on-feed count down 2.2% for the year. The placements, though, were a little bit higher than expected, and that maybe uh, turned it into a bit of a bearish leaning when we started out this week, but not overly so, because even lower than expected, or higher than expected, rather, they were still down for the year more than 5%, so it's still reflective of this trend of tightening. We had a bit of a mixed cold storage report yesterday for the cattle where beef stocks were up on the month but still down for the year. Uh, That'll be priced in today in a market that's otherwise still technically seemingly correcting down from these recent all-time highs. So that's still what's going on here is a speculative type of uh, trade that's also trying to reflect what we still know about bullish fundamentals. You get into the hog market, the cold storage report may be a little bit friendlier because finally We've seen another big drawdown for belly stocks. They're still up slightly from a year ago, but taking the edge off of what has been a bearish focal point for that market here. We saw the hogs rally a bit yesterday. They've converged on the cash market for the most part, and we're still seeing uh, that consumers are leaning in towards a relatively discounted pork price. Joe, you mentioned it, that new contract high term that we've heard so many times recently with regards to the cattle and you and other analysts. I've heard so many times kind of, you know, sounding surprised time and again when it just keeps happening. But also you spend a a lot of time talking with producers. What do producers think about some of these numbers that we've seen and the fact that we just keep setting those new contract highs? Well, producers, of course, think they're justified, and rightfully so, because they see what's out there, or or, or particularly what's not. They're trying to uh, buy... You know, young animals at record levels, and they're hard to come by. Uh, they see what the buyers are, are doing in terms of knocking on their door, maybe some of them showing up for the first time and some time and, and really out there looking for a short supply of fed cattle now, and, and that plays into their hands, and again, rightfully so. So, you know, we talk about as much as it's been a speculative push, we know it's justified uh, by the fundamentals of short supply and really solid demand. So even with futures having run to some 30% or more uh, levels higher than a year ago, that's been warranted from this run-up in beef prices. And you and I have talked about it before, beef prices that are maybe 20% higher than a year ago, but really not facing a whole lot of pushback from uh, domestic consumers who are really still buying up beef here, and and even so now late into the summer season. And the consumer has proven that they are willing to pay that price for that premium product. Joe, thank you so much for the time. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Comstock for more information? Yeah, our website, Comstock.com, has got access to our daily report and all of our contact information. Joe Camp, our guest here today. Joe, thank you so much for the help in understanding everything happening in the markets today. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Same to you. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down one and three quarters at 479 and a half. November soybeans down one and three quarters at 1296 even. 
October soybean meal down $1.10 at 39090. October soybean oil down 87 cents at 5788. Chicago wheat down four and a quarter at 611 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down one and three quarters at 767 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat down six and a half at 708 and a quarter. March oats up eight and a half at 449 and three quarters. On the Merck, October live cattle down 65 cents at 186.27. October feeder cattle down $1.55 at 257.25. October lean hogs up 72 cents at 82.25. October pork cutout up 55 cents at 92.75. And class three milk up a cent at 18.43. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>